I'm at least probably 20, 25 pounds heavier than I, than I was. And that has helped me a lot with like my overall hormone health. Like if I don't think I've, I think if I would have been the same size as I was five years ago, I don't think I would be thriving the way I am today. You know, there is so much power inside of you. You have the power to make an impact on the planet and the people around you just by believing in yourself. You get to decide how today, this year, this life is going to go. Are you feeding your old bad habits or are you feeding your power? What's up, big dreamers? Your lady vitamin Katie is here and you are listening to my Feed Your Power podcast. I am a vegan registered dietitian and fitness instructor, and my mission is to empower you to feel confident and excited about your health and your life. I know we're about to have so much fun together, so thank you for pressing play, and let's begin. Hello, big dreamers. Welcome back. Your lady, Vitamin Katie, is here. I have this incredible woman, Crystal Kennings, with me today. I am such a fan. You are incredible. I just want to say, like, all the ladies out there who have any concerns with their hormones, periods, veganism, gaining muscle, and just being a fit vegan woman, everybody's got to check out Crystal. You are so awesome. I love all of your content. Wow. Hello. How are you? I'm doing really well. Thank you so much. That was so sweet of you. <laughs> oh my God. You are so awesome. Yeah, everyone check her out. But in this podcast podcast slash video today... I'm really excited to dive into your story. Um, I know my viewers, people probably know me as far as losing my period for literally like eight years and just being super concerned about this. And I know you've definitely got to have a story. So let's back up. Tell us the story of Crystal. What is your story? How did you get to be passionate about veganism and about hormone health? Okay, so we're way back. Um, I first, um, 10 years um, I was reading the book Skinny Bitch, which, <laughs> but it is a book that changed things for me a lot about the slaughterhouse portion in that book. And I, everything just like crashed on me. Um, I was really naive to were killed for food. I honestly thought like cows just died of old age <laughs> and we like, I guess, ate them after. So mm-hmm. it was, um, yeah, made a really deep connection. And I also had a dog at the time. And so I just at that moment was like, I can't eat meat anymore. Um, and then from there, it was really easy to veganism because I didn't like eggs or dairy very much. I was kind of picky with like <laughs> what I ate anyway. So it was really easy. Um, and then from there, with like period stuff, um, my hormones and my periods were always incredibly irregular. Um, and I never made the connection between like hormone health and um like your actual health until about five years ago when like you, I also lost my period. And it wasn't until my boyfriend um, was like, have you had your period like lately? Like, what is it? Like, when's the last time you had your period? And I had to really think. And I was like, I don't know. And of course, when you live with someone, they know a lot about you. He was like, um, I don't like, you should really get that checked out. That's really unhealthy. And then um, it all kind of came from that really pivotal moment. So that's kind of like the... Long story short version. (laughs) Oh, so So, yeah. Okay. So like five years ago, you lost your period. And um, how long did you not have a period for? 
So I went, so I'm 30 now and I went vegan when I was 20. And so, um, like I said, I never really cared about my period up until five years ago when I was 25. Um, that's when I started about it because I lost it and it must've been probably about four months that I hadn't had it, which is why my boyfriend was like, when's the last time you had that? Like he was me. And so, yeah. And so I think I had lost it probably because I did get it back within a few months after doing like, um, you know, I, I took the, some herbs he suggested. Um, and then I just had to like basically overhaul my life because when you lose your period, you realize you're not as healthy as you thought you were. Yeah. And so that was probably lasted for about six months and then it kind of came back. And, um, but then it didn't regulate for a few years after that. Like hormone health is so intricate. But I think like as soon as we lose our periods and then we get them back, we often, I know a lot of people often think that everything's unregular and we're going to get like our periods every 28 days. But once you go through poor health, it takes a really long time to get it back. And then when you get it back, it's a long time to regulate it. So it wasn't until probably about two years ago that I've actually had like a regular cycle from that period of time from losing the period, which was five years ago. So it took me like two and a half, three years to actually get into like a regular cycle again. So that was really interesting to me as someone who was more about my health. I thought as soon as I got my period back, it would be like, okay. Um, but no. wow I'm so happy to hear your story and to feel like there's somebody out there that gets this when I wasn't getting my period I just felt so alone I was like what's wrong with me like oh my god you know anybody out there listening yeah like Crystal and I like I feel like you're not alone everything's gonna be okay what what did all have to happen for you to get it back so thankfully my boyfriend and he was, I think he was just graduating from holistic nutrition. So he like schooling in that. So he had learned about hormones. He learned about women's health, all that kind of stuff. So he was like really into like helping me, which is really nice. And I think if anyone out there listening, if you have any hormone struggles, you've lost your period or just anything else you're struggling with, have and support from someone who is like a professional is so integral um, because they can just help you piece together what's going on. And so he helped herbs that were really helpful um and then um from there we basically (laughs) we basically had to sit sit down and like look at our overall life like stress levels were incredibly high and then um I also thought I think like you I had a very similar situation is I was eating but like almost too healthy like I wasn't eating like any fats like I was really scared of fats and I know that that's part of your story as well right mm-hmm. and I think it's really easy to fall into clean eating or eating really healthy and be really fearful of certain things a lot of people are scared of carbs but I was just really scared of fats like give me all the carbs but like I can't have any fat and so that obviously really affected things and then the job I was working was quite high stress and I wasn't able to I just wasn't eating enough and I think a lot of women under under eat either consciously or like you know unconsciously and i was definitely doing that so i had to basically like overall haul my life and eat more i took these herbs i took vitex um which i'm sure you've probably heard about again i really recommend seeing someone before you taking that long herb but after a couple months of taking that my uh, period did come back and so that was amazing i was so happy but then uh from there, I had a lot more work to do. So that was kind of the story around how I lost my period and got it back. But then going from there to now, there's been a lot of work. 
Yeah. Mm, yeah. Wow. I love Vitex. Yeah. Chast berries. <laughs> it's strong and it's definitely not for everyone. Like if you're under 18 or like a teenager or, you know, um, it's just, it's not right for everyone, but it definitely is a herb that a lot of things. So it's really cool. Yeah. And a hundred percent. I think it's cool that you said a lot of people, especially women, unconsciously or or consciously will be under eating before I even realized that I was under eating I thought that I was just being healthy I thought that the less that I eat the healthier that I was I was just like you know all of this education around portion control and all of these magazines saying like you're at 1500 calorie day like thinking that that's the goal um, totally. I think a lot of women struggle with it. Like I think everyone, I think every kind of stuff, obviously men and women are a little bit different with their goals, but I think I see a lot. Basically, I see a lot of people struggling because like you said, we're kind of like, especially as women, like the less you eat, the better you are as a person. Oh my God, you, you're like, you're so in control. And that's all what it's about, right? It's about control. And that's just such BS. <laughs> and it really affects our hormone health. Our hormones cannot function in restriction. We need to be like living abundantly. And that is not only with like our relationships, the love in our life, all that stuff, but with food as well. And it's just, um, it's a really sad place that I think a lot of people struggle and like come from when they have issues. And it's really hard to admit to yourself when you might have an issue with like either just being not eating enough, wherever that's coming from, it's really hard to admit. And I know for me it was. Wow. No, thank you for saying that. It's true. I think the first step for sure is admitting like, this isn't okay. Something needs to change because clearly I'm not getting my period or, you know, whatever. Yeah. You're not getting your period. So something needs to change. And that brings me to, this is a very important question and topic probably that I get asked most about with my clients is they have a, such an overwhelming fear of weight gain. They're like, mm. I really want to get my period. I'm really concerned. I haven't gotten my period, but I don't want to gain weight. I'm scared. You're mm. going to have to gain weight. Um, did you have, did you gain weight or did you experience any fear around that? Right. So for sure. I mean, I was always, uh, really thin when I was younger. Um, like as a teenager, I was like, just like this little stick thing. <laughs> um, and I mean, I think we all genetically are just different. Right. But I know from a lot of inner work, um, I know that I really, I, I stuck to that label. Like that label was like crystals thin, you know, like that's who I am. Like I bodied person and so I stuck to that label and it was like it totally just is in your head a little bit and I think a lot of us have these labels that we might pick up from especially in like since when we're like forming who we are and so that was like a label I obviously stuck to like I was I was super thin and then obviously in my 20s and stuff your changes and I wouldn't necessarily say that I was super conscious of food but I did become conscious of obviously like the fats the oils like eating as clean as possible well, I just wanted to be healthy and like disease free, which is hilarious when you're like, you know, in your early 20s, like, oh, I can't get heart disease, right? Like, you just think of these things as fear based. So I, I was just really into the clean eating. I just, I liked having that, I guess, control, right? And so when I lost, it really brought up these issues. And one of the issues was like, I was very clearly underweight, and I did not see it at all. Like, I 
I said, I was eating really healthy, green smoothies, salads, like, you know, high raw, all that kind of stuff. And I look back on pictures and it's very obvious. Like I'm, I'm a, a very low weight in those photos. Right. But then at the time, like you, I honestly, I can go back and be like, Oh, I, I remember thinking like, I didn't look like I didn't look thin in that photo or whatever. And in order for me to get my period of everything, like just calories in general, obviously healthy fats. And I have had to gain probably 20 or 25 pounds. So I'm 20. I don't really weigh myself. I'm not really into that, but I'm at least probably 20, 25 pounds heavier than I, than I was. And that's like a normal, I think a good normal weight gain. And that has helped me a lot with like my overall hormone health. Like if I don't think I've, I think if I would have been the same size as I was five years ago, I don't think I would be thriving the way I am today. So if, if you would have told me like five years ago, like you need to gain 25 pounds to be healthy, I'm leaving, I'm going out the door. And it's really difficult to wrap your head around. Everyone's going to be different. Weight gain is different for everyone. Some will just say, you know, maybe, you know, gain that like five or 10 pounds that you're always trying to lose. Just let that be, you know, what you are. Maybe you need to gain more. Um, it's really cool. But for me, I had to do that in order to like restore my health. And it was a struggle for sure. But it's something that I look back on and I'm thankful for being actually <laughs> in a healthy spot. So thanks for asking about that. Cause I'm sure it's a struggle for a lot of people. Like, did you struggle with that at all? Wow. Of course. But I yeah. cannot believe how I relate so much to your story. I for sure carried, I was always tiny. Like I always felt like it was like, Oh, Katie's so little. Like, yeah 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 and it was like that and I'm I'm actually younger um than most people like in my grade growing up I was always on the younger side because my birthday is in October and I guess the cutoff for age so I was always like the young like tiny one mm-hmm. it felt so weird like I wouldn't let myself not be tiny like I had this thing in my head that I was always going to be like a double zero gene size like I really like stuck to that that's crazy that I really really relate to your story and it was honestly so hard for me to Mm. let myself gain weight like so hard for me like it was Mm. so long to um I would I'd gain weight and I'd get my period and I'd be like sweet and then I would be like let's lose all this weight now (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's a struggle and it's hard too, because I know there's probably people listening here that are like, oh my God, the skinny girl's talking about all this. Or you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and everyone comes from a different place genetically, right? And it's, it, yeah. you know, there's privilege with it and all that stuff. But I want anyone listening to know that like, even people in bigger bodies struggle with this because you're always bombarded with like, you want to be thinner. And a lot of times we don't understand that like our body changes. We go through puberty in our, you know, our teen years. And then we go through like another puberty when we're in our twenties, like body are changing especially women's as our hormones start to kind of level out and stuff like that you know like hips change we deposit fat in different places but like you I always was like I'll always be a size one like it was it's so ridiculous and no one really tells you like I don't know about you but I felt like but no one really talked to me about the fact that like hey things are gonna change (laughs) like you know like you're you you can't just you can't just um attach yourself to this body 
that you have when you're like 16. Like, let's be honest here. When you're 25, you're going to look different and you're going to look different when you're 35 and 45. But for women, I think it's a big struggle because you were so bombarded with like anti-aging, like how to look younger. I saw a book recently that was like, how to look 10 years younger, like some typing. And I was like, I don't really want to look like I'm 20 anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like, and what if you were 20? Like, you want to look like you're 10? Like, it's, <laughs> it's kind of weird, marketing. And I think it's a struggle for a lot of people. And it's a struggle for people of all different sizes too. Just accepting like what is like our healthy weight, especially for like fertility and our hormone health. Like a healthy weight is not going to be like for 99% of us, like the skinniest, leanest weight that we might have in our head. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. I know what you mean. And thank you for saying that. It's all, it's so important. I think for everyone to realize that it's not necessarily about like the number on the scale or the size really. It's mm. honestly, for me, the biggest shift is just being happy. Yeah. Like you said, with where you're at and just like not overthinking it. Um, I'm curious to hear from you. Like, I just feel like a lot of people get in this, um, kind of stressed out spiral around it and how you, how you went about getting your period back in like a calm, sustained way. Like, I love how you said at the beginning of this, that it took a while, you know, like yeah. I'm just going to go like chug some coconut milk and, and Vitex and like get your period the next day. Like that's not what we intend for you to do, you know? That's a great question because what, what really had to happen in my life is I was working a pretty high stress job. Um, and I was relied on a lot and other than me, like I was working, um, like at a front desk kind of job type of thing. So other than me, there was no one else that could do my job or was able to do it. So I was there full time, even some, maybe sometimes like at the weekends. And I had to like really take a step back and realize that I just wasn't doing any self-care because I would get up really early, obviously at work for like an hours. <laughs> and then I would come home and eat and basically like go to sleep. Like I just there was no time for me to do really anything. And I think that like grind is, we get really like stuck in that and we kind of forget to take care of ourselves. So what I had to do, because obviously I looked at my health and it wasn't just hormone health. There was, there was other stuff as well, like mental health and stuff like that. I just wasn't thriving because even on the weekends, it was like, I was just like ex exhausted from like the, the week of working. Right. So, and then of course I had to do groceries. Like it was never a weekend. It was like, Oh, I got to just do my life and like, make sure I can do work the next week. So I had to do that, which was difficult, but she hired someone new that I trained and stuff. And then um, my boyfriend was also working full time. So we both kind of had like really stressful jobs. We were living in a really big city and we basically just had to sit down and look, look at our life. And we're like, is this really what we want to be doing um, like in the future? And I know you talk about like dreaming and like, you know, like, like looking at your life on a big, like a grand scheme of things and going forward with what you want to do. And my boyfriend was like, you know, I really want to move into owning my own business, but I'm not sure how to do that on like the city life grind. So we eventually just like manifested and we put into plans that we wanted to move to the town I grew up in, which it's a, a small town. And, um, and then eventually, I mean, it must've been like six months after maybe a year after, um, this whole like 
period thing happened. <laughs> um, we uh, eventually ended up moving away from the city because we just couldn't, we just couldn't continue the lifestyle that we had. And when I went time, it put a lot of like financial burden on, on us, obviously. And so thankfully the town that we moved to is the town I grew up in. So my parents still live there and my parents saw struggling, you know, trying to just live paycheck to paycheck. My parents were like, well, why don't you live with us rent free for a few months, get back on your feet, you know, start your business and then we'll go from there. And so that was like a huge burden, like <laughs> off of us because we were able to move to a smaller town, have like less strict helped, you know, financially by my parents. And it was really hard, you know, when you're, when you're older to do that, cause you want to be like independent. But sometimes when you're just having like so much stress in your life, you have to make decisions that might not be like the prettiest. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I would say that that transition wasn't like honest, but this whole losing my period really was like a catalyst in a lot of ways for a lot of like just looking at our life on like a macro level, basically. So I know that's not everyone's, you know, not everyone can just do that, but it really just made us realize that we're just not living in alignment, basically. Does that make sense? I guess. Yeah. That was actually such a wonderful answer to hear and such a surprise. Like I had not expected you to think that you literally just picked up your whole life to get your period back. You're like, no. but that's actually available to everybody. Like everybody is able to change their life. Like I think that it's, it sounds crazy, but mm-hmm. really that is what I recommend my clients. I'm like, what are you doing with your life right now? That is not like you need to change your life. <laughs> Something's got to change. Yeah, exactly. I'm actually really, really glad that you said that. I, you know, I had anticipated you saying something um, along the lines of, you know, like I slowly started incorporating more like of this kind of food. And then, but no, you were like, I actually picked up my whole life and like turned my life on its head. And like, so that's <laughs> what people need to hear because yeah, I, I know for sure people who have lost their period, it's not just probably, it's not just about the food. It's probably also about like this burden of um, pressure that needs to be relieved. And um, we can get addicted to that pressure. Like I'm still working on letting myself just watch a movie (laughs) or just like, just really Totally. Thank you for that story. And I also just want to side note, say that it is so common nowadays. I think that people, um, for people to go back home and like do that. Yeah. That's not, obviously that's not possible for everybody. We don't know like people's families or whatever, what, what is possible. But, um, I, I know that there's a lot of people out there, especially entrepreneurs that take advantage of that. But besides that, so you lifted up your whole life and, and it's like, really made sure that you weren't stressed out anymore, which is essential. Um, but besides that, when it came to like putting on this weight, um, and more specifically, yeah, your nutrition, what did you start implementing both mentally and nutritionally? So I, I just want to, I want to say about the moving thing. Like I said, it wasn't like the next week I was like, well, I lost my period. I should just move. It was, you know, it was like a gradual process that we were already thinking about, but at our life and like the the grind of living in a city I think a lot of people 
have like this idea of what a city life might be like. And I don't know if it's suited for everyone. For me, I just have like a really sensitive nervous system and the hustle and bustle was just added stress. And then uh, it, yeah, it was a lot. So anyways, we just had already had maybe the idea and then obviously looking at our life and looking at like, what do we want to do in five years or, or even one year? And we were like, we'd be living here. So that's why we made that move. And it, it was, yeah, it was a little chaotic, but it was, uh, it really helped me um, and my boyfriend like get to the place where I want to be. But in regards to the food, it sounds so silly. I just basically just had to, um, stop being so obsessive. And like, so I guess I don't like to use the term restrict restriction. Cause I wasn't looking at it as a restrictive mindset. Like I don't look at animal products as food. Like those are like those are creatures like that is not a food to me but when I looked at other foods like um nut butters or just like nuts and seeds and just when I went um vegan 10 years ago like the high carb low fat was very popular so it was like all the information not all the information but most of the information that I was able to find was like the 80 10 10 style of eating which is a very high carbohydrate intake you basically can only attain that if you're eating like high fruit which I know you I think went through like that kind of phase as well. So I was, I just came from learning a lot about that. Like, Oh, fruit is fruit is the best food for you ever. Like fats are bad because the fat you eat is the fat where, Oh my God, it just, it blows my mind. But sometimes you can be really gullible when you don't have all the information. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I just had to basically just stop, just stop like being so ridiculous when it came to food and just start enjoying food for how delicious and amazing it is rather than like how it could possibly prevent me from getting like disease like 70 years from now. Like I just had to start eating better, obviously having like more avocados and looking at coconut because coconut's delicious and just incorporating more of those healthy foods. And then also just eating more, I guess, I guess cooked foods because obviously I would eat like a lot of steamed veggies, but having more protein sources, legumes, and like just that were like cooked and not like this raw kind of way of eating or just looking at foods as like, oh, I can only have like this raw salad with starch because like, how dare I kind? Like it was ridiculous. So I had to kind of just get over this ultra pure thinking and just eat all the foods to be completely honest. And it was it was amazing. And I'm still doing it. <laughs> and, uh, I guess you would, you would, con- you would consider that I just became more, um, I guess maybe intuitive. I didn't know intuitive eating was a thing until maybe like a year ago when I started to, you know, be more active online and stuff. And that was really amazing to learn about that because I think that's a big part of food as well. Like being more intuitive with what you actually want versus what you think you should eat. Does that, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that helped a lot. <laughs> just, just eating more foods and just obviously going down part-time at my job, which was difficult, but it allowed me to have like actual like three meals a day because I was, my job was so crazy busy that I would often skip lunch or I would like live off of a big smoothie. And so I just wasn't eating properly. And I think people don't work hectic jobs like that, hopefully. But if you do like bring a lot, bring food with you and just make sure you can eat because I just wasn't I was so obsessed with my work that I just would like not eat and it was bad news all around exactly exactly it like I think that it's really really nice to hear that you were just like okay cool I get I get to eat more foods like I'm gonna like stop being so restrictive and just like be intentional about eating 
And that's exactly what I had to do. And that what I recommend too, it's like, yeah, enjoy your nut butters. Like just let yourself freaking eat. Yeah. I don't know why it's like some of us get so far away from that, but I think a lot of us look, especially with social media now, oh my goodness, a lot of us go online and we see these like beautiful um, bowls people make, or we see all these beautiful photos, or we look at our the, our favorite influence. We have to eat like them to like look like them or whatever idea we have in our head. And that is probably not going to like suit your needs. Um, and I know for me, I was just eating what eat like, oh, I have to have greens every day. I have to have a big green smoothie. Those things are the healthiest. And those things are super healthy. But when you're just like living off of like, you know, a few things rather than incorporating all these other amazing foods in, I think that's when um, it can easily from like eating healthy to like, you're not going to be supporting your health. Right, right, right. Mm, Thank you. Good tips. That's so true. And I could talk a lot about social media and your relationship with that. Like if you follow people, yeah, if you follow people and they don't, and and you have, when your feed comes up and you see a photo and it kind of makes you feel either like bad about yourself or it makes you feel like I, I want that, like, oh, I want those abs or I want like this, or I want the clothing. I think that can create like a bit of a shame spike. A lot of People online curate their lives to look a certain way. I think it looks a lot different. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with my my boyfriend, but he is. Uh, he creates YouTube videos, and he's really well known in like the vegan community and stuff. And so, knowing like from his experience, knowing that like you know all these pictures you see of people online and stuff, like these are these are posed. They're probably um, done up really nice, possibly Photoshop. Like there's a lot, a lot. I know I can talk about social media for a long time too, but like you said, if something empowers you, great. But if it doesn't like unfollow or you can even mute things. So you might want to follow someone, maybe you like their stories, but their photos kind of don't mesh well. You can mute them as well. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, people go do that. Go like do a check-in with your, with your feed. Do you remember the last time or like just on a more vulnerable note, I feel like I could, I could definitely like talk a little bit about this too. But, um, do you remember when you had realized that you gained all of this weight and, um, like during this process where you really, did you really have to practice like loving yourself through it or was it easier for you? Or do you remember a time where you were like, Oh, like I've gained all this weight and like you felt shame about it. Um, and how did you overcome that? Yeah, those are good questions. Um, I'm just trying to think. I Well, I just want to say, first of all, like I, I have gained weight, but, but I'm still like, I'm still thin. Like it's, it's, you know, it's, I just sometimes I know for some people you, you would look at a picture and be like, girl, shut up, you know, like, but from like ultra ridiculous thin to like actually healthy, normal, normal body weight for my size. And so, um, I think the thing that can sometimes like would trigger like maybe feelings coming up of being like, holy if I ever go on old photos for sure, especially on Instagram, I had my Instagram, I've had it for a very long time. It's very cringy. If you look at all these old photos back on pictures and be like, Oh my God, like, look at how like little I was like, Oh, I remember those pants. They don't fit me anymore. Like, Oh, I could never get away with that outfit again. You know, crap. So I wouldn't say that anything like, cause my weight gain was very like gradual. It wasn't like within a month I gained 20 pounds because I also am active. And, uh, I think my metabolism, you know, every, all those things come into place. So it wasn't like after a month, I just went gung ho and gained 20 pounds. It was very gradual. 
casual and healthy. But yeah, no, there's definitely moments when sometimes I, I look in the mirror and something and I'm like, oh, like, po like I'm like, oh, it's a little squishy. <laughs> like I have a bit of a booty now. Like I never had that. Like it's been really an interesting process, but understanding that I've had to go through this process for like my for better health was really crucial. And so if I ever have those dark moments um, where I'm feeling maybe like bad body image day or self-conscious, which side note is probably going to be before my period or like, I don't know if you're into cycle syncing, but usually like the week before the period is when like the inner critic comes out and it's like, you suck. And then you're like, look at all pictures of you. Oh, it's so bad. So I try to be mindful of my internet time. <laughs> But I know, um, like when those feelings come out, I just realized, okay, you know what? I lost my period. It was bad. I was unhealthy and I've had to go and gain this weight to become healthy. My period is regular. Um, it's pain free. Like I'm healthy. I'm active. I can do the things in the gym that I never thought possible. I'm stronger. Um, I'm vibrant. Like I'm present with my family rather than like looking at the feeding and like micromanaging. Like there's so many things that have come with that. And so if I ever have those dark moments, I just realize and look back and think, you know what? Like, hey, sure, you've you're 20 pounds heavier than that picture you looked at or whatever, or you're you're heavier than your friends or whoever you've looked at online. And I think when you're able to connect those two things to like weight to like health, it can be really helpful in those moments. That was awesome. Thank you so much. Looking at old photos is super triggering, or like, yeah, when you or I don't know. I, I love that. So thank you. I'm sure so many people can relate to that. Yeah. As far as gaining weight, it is truly this mental thing of like you being like a stick figure versus like, you know, a healthy woman. It's still this like mental thing. And that's really what we're talking about here. Um, thank you for sharing. And I also want to dive into this, like for sure, a week before my period, I cannot eat enough. And I feel like an absolute whale. Like, talk about that. Like, that really is necessary for me to, like, actually become a whale sometimes before I get my period. I'm like, what is happening? I'm so gross. And, like, I can't stop eating. And then I'm like, oh. <laughs> so, like, hormones are so interesting. I mean, this could be, like, a other podcast in itself talking about, like, our relationship, the menstrual cycle, the relationship with, like, our mood, our appetite but the interesting thing is like okay for sure I feel that I think it's very common and what usually happens is that after you ovulate your progesterone goes sky high progesterone is like really calming and relaxing but it also will um like it stimulates your body to be warmer so your metabolism is higher which is amazing and I almost think that the whole like eating more thing and the higher metabolism at that time like go hand in hand so in one hand you're going to be feeling hungrier anyways because your metabolism is revved up um but on the other hand because your metabolism is revved up you can just eat more and so that is definitely what happens and then of course estrogen after ovulation falls but then it also rises a little bit during the luteal phase before period before it like crashes and you just are like <laughs> I want to watch all the Hallmark movies but estrogen also um it, it affects serotonin 
So I don't know if you have any like cravings, but a really common craving is like chocolate or just like carb, carby foods um, during like the week before. And often that can be due to those things actually bumping your serotonin up and making you feel better. So I say like honor, because I'm very into intuitive eating, like honor how you feel. If you're hungry, eat. Like your body is telling you that it's hungry. Your body never lies. So your body is telling you, hey, like I'm hungry, burning a little bit more energy, but also my serotonin is low. So if you could just give me a, like an extra sweet potato or a little bit of chocolate, maybe that cookie, like I'd be good. And so I definitely relate to you. And I think a lot of people do. And there's, there's some shame around it for sure. And it's really unfortunate because online, I've looked at like different articles and a lot of articles are like, oh, well, if you're hungry, just drink water. You're probably thirsty. Or, you know, it's all like these low calorie snack ideas. And those are not going to solve the issue of you actually just being hungry. And I'm sure as you know, and most people listening, when you're, when you have a craving for something hungry, if you're just going to have like a small snack and not honor that need, you're probably just going to like eat that, <laughs> eat the thing you want anyways, <laughs> later in the day, night when you have like you know, maybe no control over it. Um, I know I used to do that. I'd make these like what I thought were like healthy treats when I just wanted chocolate. And I'd be like, no, 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 I'll just make these like really healthy treats. So I'll just have a piece of fruit. And then like by the end of the night, I've eaten like a whole chocolate bar. And it's like, well, I should have just had the dang chocolate. <laughs> so there's a lot to be said. There's hormonal reasons for it, but there's also some emotional reasons for it. And I'm all about just like honoring how your body feels. Your body's trying to tell you something, right? Yeah, especially the like when estrogen dips, like the serotonin dips. And so serotonin, it is that feel-good neurotransmitter. So I don't mm. know about you, but there's definitely been like, I'll just like, well, I don't know why I'm so sad. I'll like start crying like a day before I get my period. I'm like, wow, like all of the sad thoughts. <laughs> it's so true. I was at, um, I was at a store, like the, where was I? I at the thrift store a couple days ago my period is going to come either tonight or tomorrow I'm not we're, we're gonna see but a few days ago I was at the thrift store and I picked up this mug and it was like licking this dog's face like it was just like art picture and I was like oh my god that's so cute and I almost had like a tear in my eye and I was like is this mug like actually making me give like giving me all the feels and it was like these two animals just showing love to each other. It was, it was ridiculous, but I totally know what you mean. And it is because of that crash. <laughs> I know. It's like, why is this so sad right now? It's like, oh. <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh my God. Wow. Well, I'm sure we could honestly have a whole nother podcast diving even deeper into like the cycle and the hormones and seed cycling. And there's so many things I would love to talk about with you. But um, I think I am going to wrap it up here and not go on too long for everybody. Um, but before I ask the final question, is there anything that you want to add? I just think the most important thing is if you're struggling with hormones, like definitely get them checked out. Hormones are really interconnected. So if you have an issue with your menstrual cycle, maybe you have like a really heavy flow or it's really painful, like get that checked out. It could be an issue with your thyroid as well. Like hormones are so connected. Also stress, the stress hormones we release really play a role. And so if you're struggling, definitely like reach out to professional. I think um, having guidance is really key because it's really hard to fit a lot of pieces together. The more, the more I research about hormones, the more I feel like I, like I feel like sometimes I have a good grasp, and then I'll research something or read something. I'm like, oh my god, like <laughs> I don't, I don't know anything. <laughs> 
and you can just imagine when people are struggling with their health, it's just, it's, you know, you can't just read one article online and it's going to like be a magic pill or something like that. So definitely get help. help. Um, and I think for most of us, a lot of us see our periods as really annoying, um, a really difficult time, but if you can just cultivate maybe a little bit more love towards it and to see it as a natural process that it is rather than something that you might internalize as gross or, you know, dirty or just like not something that you really ever want to um, talk about or think about, like just trying to have a little bit of love around it is really important. And also just realize that your hormones affect so much of your life and how you feel your mood, your like strength in the gym, what you want to eat, like your hormones kind of run you. <laughs> so if you get into menstrual cycle awareness, which is like cycle syncing stuff, um, there's a lot of books on it. If you, my Instagram feed is a lot of that kind of stuff. If you look into that and you start to notice patterns in your life and you start to track, track your cycle, you'll start to see these things and then that'll better empower you to go month to month knowing what's kind of probably going to pop up for you, whether that's, you know, that like that week before your period, you might get a little hungrier. Just knowing that kind of stuff gives you more um, self-compassion and it just cultivates kindness. So you're not like so upset or angry. You understand what's going on. And so um, those are like three little things I just wanted to add. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think that just, yeah, just having love for, of course, having love for this menstrual cycle and knowing that like, this is really, really healthy and it's important. It really does mess with your bone mineral density and can lead to osteoporosis. And of course, like your confidence in general and being a confident woman, empowered woman, um, please do, do, see a professional do what it takes to get your menstrual cycle back and everybody listening like you are so divine and so beautiful and so unique and like we all are and I feel like people listening maybe have some negative thoughts about themselves um so yeah please like honor yourself right now everybody listening and um I'm curious to hear from you the final question how do you feed your power how do you empower yourself? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, a lot of it comes through pursuing things I'm passionate about. And one of those things is menstrual health. And I feel that now that I know what's going on in my body and connecting to it, that has empowered me and powers me up because I no longer feel any shame or I no longer get like angry at myself for something that I know is just like, you know, just my hormones. So yeah, following like my passions and be able to, um, and talk about them and share about them and just educating others in hopes that maybe just one thing that I put out there resonates enough with someone that they investigate more into their bodies and their health and that they can also make these connections and go forward in the world more connected to their bodies, but also more connected to like others around them. Because when you're connected to yourself, you can obviously connect with others a lot better. So. Okay. Tell everybody, where can they find you? So I basically just have my, like my Instagram page is where I talk about all this stuff at crystal Kennings, C-R-Y-S-T-A-L-K-E-N-N-I-N-G-S. And that's just the main thing. Um, a lot of people ask if I have a YouTube channel. I do not. 
but I'm thinking of possibly starting one because I'm trying to do things that scare me a little bit. So we'll see. We'll see. Wow. <laughs> well, thank you for getting on here. Everybody follow Crystal. She's got so much wonderful hormone and health and inspirational vegan fitness advice. Gosh, I want to talk so much more too about just this idea of even like being able to work out and get a menstrual cycle. Like, I feel like we should probably like, let's do a part two. I really want to, um, respect both of our time and everything. Thank you for dedicating time to improve your health and your life by listening to this podcast. If you are interested in holistic health and nutritional counseling or in my vegan fitness program, click the link in my bio to apply. Don't forget to screenshot this and tag me at vitamin.katie on your Instagram story. Subscribe to this podcast and leave a review to get this message out there to help more people. Thanks again so much for listening and have a beautiful, wonderful, incredible life. Much love to you. Bye.